Welcome to the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast with your co-hosts Teague Fenwick and Steve Lurkwood. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast. I'm your host, Teague Fenwick, coming to you from Holman. Joining me, as always, from Fort Atkinson is my co-host, Steve Lurkwin, powered by WI Wrestle, as always. Well, Steve and I both are. Um, not just, Yeah. Anyway, Steve, great to be here. Always pumped to be here. Big week, Teague. Big week. Steve, things are ramping up in the state of Wisconsin. It just finished up a team sectional Tuesday. We got sectionals in two days, which will be breaking down. And I'll tell you what, the adrenaline is flowing, man. It's, uh, you know, you, uh, you, you use the word, the sadsies the other day and I didn't really like it, but now I found myself using it today. I said, I kind of got the sadsies that really thinking about after team sectionals that we only have about two and a half weeks left of high school wrestling. It is. It's crazy. Time is just flying because we're having a lot of fun, right? We are. And Folks, I guess, uh, well, before we get into the wrestling action, because we'll talk about where we were once we do the team sectional recap, but Steve, gear for tonight, I'll let you go first. Yeah, you can kind of see it already, right? I got my Richland Center like gear. Yeah, wrestle like a hornet. Got picked that one up at the old uh, Swall SWC Clash. Shout out I Christine Haiti for uh, yeah. for the gear. Thank you, IT. I forgot that. I, I'm gonna have to write that down. Thank you, Christine. They That's are some. Shirt, they are slick shirts. Let me tell you, Steve. I'm a little bit behind you in the order again. I think I think we're gonna even out here. But I got some gear from Campbellsport, and let me tell you what I got fitted out. So I'm wearing wearing a blue shirt that they gave me. Nice. Cougar champion. Another blue shirt. There you go. Bad podcasting for the audio version, by the way. Sorry, folks. Oh, that's right. Yep. He, Teague's uh, unfolding his shirts. I don't think Teague owns, owns an iron or knows how to fold. And no, I really don't. Thankfully, Wait, you got four just- shirts. Is that a Cedar uh, Grove shirt you're about ready to p- No, I actually don't have Cedar Grove gear yet. I Wait, but I did get pull up? Oh, a Lyra Lion shirt while I was at Campbell's Port. It looked it looked orange on the camera, not red. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, well, it is. It was still orange because it was in a. I forgot which cancer it was, but it was like to raise awareness about that. So sure. that's what those shirts were for, but. Yeah, that could be just what I wear every week, just from the shirts that I got when I was in Campbellsport. So thank you, everyone there. Campbellsport coach Adam Kenyon, or sorry, Lamira coach Adam Kenyon, Campbellsport coach Alex Costello, and uh, the crew there. See, before hopping into milestones, just got to go through a lot of content going to be dropped over the course of uh, the next week and a half. Real quick, going through with the WI Wrestle stuff, uh, me, you, Nate and Jake are doing a state preview show from the Cole Center at 5.30 and next Wednesday. And I'm excited for that one. A little bit nervous, but I, I am really excited for it as well. Also, yep. Nate and Jake, they're going to be doing a Thursday and a Friday night recaps at the state tournament. 
So that'll be pretty cool. I know they did it Thursday last year. So that'll be a fun watch after the wrestling. Steve, the bracket reveal. I just, I'll be doing the bracket reveal with Joe Miller. Going to be debuting the new three-piece suit. And it's going to be airing on Allen Media Group's network. So now on the WIA statewide network. So, yeah, I don't know what channel that is or anything, but I'm sure there's going to be links. So we got the bracket reveal at noon. When it comes to sectional stuff, Queen of the Mat, I know their podcast is dropping soon, talking about some pretty tough girls sectional brackets or potential ones, depending on where the weights fall. And Steve, I am excited for this one. Talk about it more at the end of the show too, but going to be going live in 11 hours for the sectional of mega stream. I can't believe you're doing that at 6 a.m. They, they called him a madman, right? And you know, I've been, I've been thinking about the last few years because I'm looking at the brackets anyway. So maybe I just throw some picks in the hat and I'm really excited to see. I think I'm going to learn a lot about some parts of the state. I may not be as familiar with at this juncture in the season. And there's just some fun about making picks, right? You go to the forum and you see, they have all the, all the threads going with their sectional picks and whatnot. So 6 a.m. tomorrow, starting with D1. Don't know how long it's going to go, so that's why we're starting at 6. Uh, I I don't think it will go that long because you're just going to do – you're going to say 106, you know, Billie Jean, you know, or whatever. I I don't know. I think maybe it won't go as far long as you think. Yeah, we – we know my rambling though. It's gonna uh, it, it's gonna end up not being just that. But right. that's a good point, I suppose. Um yeah, that's what we got for all the fun content stuff. So going into our show, got the milestones first. Few of these folks picked up these milestones before, but there was some team sectional happenings as well. So pretty cool for folks to reach those there. But, oh, I missed here. Oh, sorry. Starting with the 100 win, guys. Owen Morgan of Cedar Grove of Belgium picked up his 100th win. I think that was a little while ago. Blake Fry of Evansville got his 100th win. Zach Curran of Muskego, which is the fourth or fifth Muskego guy to pick up their 100th win. Reed Spurley of a Dodgeville, Steve, a two-time state champion, and now hit the triple-digit win mark which he was out for most of the year too, which was pretty impressive when you think about that and the COVID year. Steve, a couple of big win milestones. Bigger, I guess. Lucas Peters of Kakana picked up his 150th win. I did not see that one, Steve. Yeah, somebody did. uh, I forgot who put it in the – I just saw it. I didn't give credit. Uh, Peter Taff let us know. Perfect. Well, anyone that knows Lucas Peters or Lucas, if you're tuned in or listening at all, feel free to send us a picture and we will get that posted. And Ben out of Nicolay got his 150th win in their team, a sectional, a duel on a Tuesday. Steve, this one's impressive. So the win milestone, he hit 150 earlier, but Dawson Johnson of a Cumberland hit his 170th, 175th win. Wow. And also a picked up his hundredth pin. <laughs> that's crazy which is just impressive so at sectionals he will i'm more than likely right get his 176 when he will pass jordan crass as a club coach so the student becomes the master i guess 
<laughs> I, we could ask Crass that and see what he says. I will. I'll let him know right after the show. I'm not scared. <laughs> All right. Or right, I'm, I'm sure it'll get to him too. Uh, team sectionals going into the team sectional recap. So we're a little quicker with this one because there's 16 sectionals to go through, but We'll go through all the team sectional scores. If we looked at the matches, maybe talk about them a little bit. But starting off with the Division Three, the Cadot sectional. Stratford beat Shell Lake 53-27. to Cumberland beat Marathon 61-12. to And then in the final, Steve, the matchup we've been waiting for since mid-September. Cumberland beat Stratford 42-7. to Steve, like you said, the Beavers built that Burmese tiger trap and they came through. Uh, the question we had was the Beavers were talented enough. Were they going to be able to pull through against a team with the pedigree or program with the pedigree like Stratford? And they answered that question with authority, I would say. Yeah, no, right on. I was, uh, someone messaged us and I said, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised that Cumberland beat Marathon, just surprised by the score of it. And then, like I said, I wasn't, I, I still had Stratford being the favored going into it, but by no means was I like a major upset by, was that a major upset? I think Cumberland's a really good team. It's just they, like I said, I think Teague haven't been there since 1999. So did they have the same, uh, you know, <laughs> were, were, were they able to overcome the, team sectional jitters that uh, Stratford wouldn't have going into that situation. And they uh, certainly did. And Steve, the Beavers first team state appearance, if I read the WIAA website correctly. So that's always awesome to see teams get their first team. I think there was five teams that have their first team state appearance. We'll check that at the end. I got notes on all of them. Uh, going on to the Shyocton team sectional Shyocton beat Random Lake 51 to 20. Coleman beat Cedar Grove Belgium 44 to 29. Coleman in the finals avenged their loss from last year. They beat Shyocton 36 to 30, and they even had a couple of forfeits at the end there that they gave up. So great year by the Cougars, and their run continues. The Fieldhouse just seems like very familiar territory for them. So they will be back there in a couple of weeks. Before going on to the next sectional, Al, thank you for tuning in. We did get the Parkview Albany shout outs on the last shows a couple of weeks ago. I got to see them at regionals and they're having a great year. Going on to the Fenimore team sectional. Fenimore beat Royal Wanniewalk Center 42 to 0. Don't ask us about the score. Nate and Jake talked about that a little more on their podcast. Aquinas beat Iowa Grant Highland of 40 to 28, avenging their team sectional semifinal loss from the year before. That was three versus one. And then three versus two in the finals. Fenimore beat Aquinas of 44 to 25. Steve, you were at this one, so we'll let you dissect this a little more. Uh, you know, I won't add too much. You said Jake and Nate already uh, uh, talked about it or... Well, they talked about Royal Wani Walk Center and the guys that they brought or gotcha. lack thereof. So, yeah, we don't need to dive into that too much. But No, I was going to. Um, no, I was just too. I don't have a lot to add. It was uh, it was two really good duels. It's top three in the state, right? So what do you expect? The gym was awesome. It was packed full of, packed full of people. And, uh, you know, Aquinas, IGH, I know Deke came over and said, gave me a little uh, 
gave me a little nod for my prediction. I picked against Aquinas. I had 35, 30, uh, IGH. Um, but it really was, it was, uh, Iowa Grant made a couple moves and one of them didn't work out for them. And then they, um, gosh, I can't remember the way it was a two fifteen. uh, well, whatever, but it was just, you know, there was, there's swing matches that have to go a team's way to win. And, and Aquinas, Aquinas guys came out and, and wrestled hard. Their 106 pounder who was a backup 13 all year behind Fitzy came down and did a great job at 106. So, um, they did a, they did a really good job advancing the finals and, and I'm not going to say at, at, uh, at the Fenimore Aquinas match was won or lost at 215, but after 215 pounds, you could feel you could feel the energy in the gym totally switch. So uh, that was a huge, huge match. The crowd, the crowd knew it. Uh, the announcers knew it. We knew it. Every you know the wrestlers knew it. It was uh, that was a huge, huge swing match. Steve, we're gonna be talking about 215 because there's gonna be some madness with that individual portion in that sectional on yep. a Saturday. Uh, congratulations to uh, the Golden Eagles uh, looking to capture their three-peat this year at the Fieldhouse. And Steve, last but not least in D3 of the Waterloo Regional, Wyawega Fremont to beat Cambridge at 64 to 16. Lomira beat Waterloo 58 to 18. And the two teams that we thought were going to be on a collision course all year, Steve, Wyawega Fremont to beat Lomira 42 to 28. And just hearing from some sources over there, there were some very competitive matches. I know there was an overtime match. I think Lomira had we got in some trouble in a couple of matches as well, and they were able to turn it around and get the pin. So that duel seemed like it had almost everything you could want in a team sectional final. But Steve, congratulations to Wyawega Fremont, first time qualifying for the team state tournament. Yeah, great job. History was made, right? So good job for them. Yeah, I was just quick and looking through. I don't click as fast as UT. Yeah, sudden victory at 215, a 13-8 to eight at 190. Uh, there was a 5-3 at 106. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of close matches. Moving on to a Division Two, the Somerset team sectional. Coach Allie Peterson and the gang up there in Somerset. Always great hosts. The first... Round St. Croix Central beat Medford at 38 to 27. St. Croix Falls beat Nealsville Greenwood Loyal 63 to 12. And going back to that first round match, I had Medford making it to Team State, but we knew this was going to be a grind to get there for them, regardless of who they face in that first round. Then in the final, Steve, St. Croix Falls Saints move up to Division Two two years ago, and they are making that adjustment just fine. They almost make it last year, this year, beating the Panthers by 14. And it, it looked like a well-controlled win. Still a pretty close duel, though. And we knew that it was going to be closer this time around, right? Right on. Yeah, there was uh congratulations, St. Croix Falls. They're not the first team to do it, but they're probably Teague and a handful of teams that have qualified for Team State in two diff- different divisions. And you and I were up there, St. Croix Falls, and between Falls and Central, and it was a blowout, right? But uh, looking at this one, a lot closer than it looked because just looking through it, there was a uh, 3-0 match, 150. There was a 4-3 match, right, Teague? There's, a, you know, a Griffin Marco and Brock Swenson. There was 3-0. So there was a lot of uh, lot of closer matches than the, than the duel was on paper. And going into the Luxembourg-Casco, a team sectional, Luxembourg Casco beat Whitburn 52 to 16. 
Freedom beat Winnicani 43-30, and in a rematch from last year's team sectional final, the Spartans have beat the Irish of 49-20. And Steve, what's crazy about this, Luxembourg-Casco in that team sectional final, they got their 1,000th dual win in school history. That's crazy. Yeah, that's just amazing that somebody keeps track of that team, right? I mean, that's a... That's a long time. I'll have to find out when they started wrestling, what year, and figure out average of how many wins per year that is. That's just, uh, that's crazy. Going on to uh, the River Valley team sectional. Prairie du Chien beat Sugar River 54 to 19. This one, Steve, raised some eyebrows, but we knew they had a good team, but we always just uh, kind of shoe in with Lodi. I've uh, Melman GET beat Lodi 37 to 26. And in the final, Steve, which funny enough, this was a team state rematch from a few years ago in the team state semis. Yep. Prairie Duchene beats Melman GET 49 to 27. And Steve, crazy enough, I mean, I picked Prairie Duchene to make it to state, but I think we might have underrated them a little bit somehow. Uh, I was expecting that final duel to be. Uh, a lot closer regardless of who they went against. Yeah, you know, well, two team. I mean, another team we overlooked, Teague, I think, was uh, GET. I just, I, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, it was it was close. It was 37, it was 11 points. Uh, just looking at it, there was a, a, a 157, a 3-2 match, 75 match at, at 190. So there was a lot of tight competition in there. I was just, I was floored to have them there. But you are, are absolutely right. Prairie du Chien, we got to see him at the conference tournament. Uh, awesome team. You know, they're going to, I think they'll be the number two seed at team state. And going to uh, the whitewater, a team, a sectional Campbellsport beat whitewater, a 54 to 22. And in the other semi Kewaskin beat Jefferson a 73 to six. Don't know when it happened. Steve Joseph Volz of Campbellsport did get his 150th win. So someone send a picture our way of that. But Steve, in the finals, Kewaskum beats Campbellsport 49-21. to The Indians qualify for a team state for the first time in their program's history, and their team is looking rock solid right now. Yeah, it's funny. I just said that, that, oh, I think uh, Prairie Duchene will have that second seed locked up, and then I may have spoke too quickly because Kewaskum is, they've had a lot of great team victories throughout the year. And I want a quick look at this, Teague. Well, they do have a couple. One, two, three. Looking at it, four. Uh, looks like four or five seniors in their in their lineup. But they are just loaded with young freshmen and sophomores. Not And they're talented freshmen and sophomores. So they're going to be dangerous for a long time. And, Steve, I was going to say on that, too, Luxembourg-Casco is getting the one seed more than likely, right? I mean, a lot of it's right. going to be determined by how state goes with the way – team state seating criteria is and how the individuals do and how they stack up against each other and whatnot. I, I would have no idea what to tell you between St. Croix falls at Prairie du Chien and Kewaskum right now. Yeah. That's it's going to be interesting to see how that falls in terms of the team state seating. Also love to see the opponent giving it some love. Kewaskum high school, congratulating Mr. Voles on his 150th win Saying that he has a really tough handshake. Nice. Let's see. Put the old vice. <laughs> Going to a Division One. 
Man, that was a very dad statement there. I love to I love to hear that coming from you. What's that? Put her in the old put, vice. Put her in the old vice grip. <laughs> <laughs> Starting uh, northwest, of course, we got the Manama team sectional. Steve, what a wild duel. I'll start off with Menominee 38, DC Everest 25. So I was there doing the stream. I got to comment on the first. I got to comment on Hudson Marshfield. But it was hard to not look over at Menominee DC Everest because the Evergreens were given a pretty tough fight to Menominee. And I kind of wrote them off in the preview. But it was uh, ended up being a pretty fun duel. Came down to the last few matches. Menominee... Just too tough of a lineup for the Evergreens. But Steve, this one, Hudson at 37, a Marshfield at 36. I think this the back and forth went this way. Marshfield was up 17 to 6. And then Hudson was up 31 to 17. Marshfield went on their run. And they ended up being up 36 to 31. Came down to the last match, wrestling a four of the Tigers, Steve. Number six in the state at 215. Mr. Is it Joe Clements? Oh, man, why can I not get Clements' name, first name right now? But anyways, he's ranked sixth. The guy that he has to fend off a pin from, Steve, Mr. Hundred and James Clements. There it is. The guy that he has to fend off a pin from. Mr. 102 pins himself, Ethan Winkleman, the state place winner, and they go through with the first period. Winkleman picks up a takedown or two. And in the second, Winkleman, he has this trademark. I mean, the way he finds all of his pins, it must be. But it's almost like a knee pick transitioning to a cradle or something. But he locked that in right at the edge of the mat. And uh, when he got that fall, the place just absolutely it went crazy for a couple of reasons. I mean, uh, Hudson making it beating a team that was ranked 10th in the state. I know coach Chris Hansen was pumped about that. Also, when I was looking at matchups, I think Hudson matched up a little better or uh, Marshfield matched up a little better with Menominee. So we got to see an all big rivers conference at team sectional final. And there were some great matches. The duel didn't get clinched until 220. Steve, you would have loved this. The duel started at 106 pounds. Nice. But, Menominee beats Hudson a 43 to 24. They qualify for a team state for the first time in their program's history. And I'll tell you what, Steve, it was the first time all aside from when our team made team state my senior year, but kind of being able to step back and witness that a little bit for a community. So I was on the call with Jeff, Jeff Pysig. He's the father of Grant and Eric Pysig, who I believe they're both state champions for Menominee. But it was funny. Jeff moved to Menominee the same year as Joe Labuda, the football coach. And I joked with him on the broadcast saying that now that we look back at this night, was that year the most influential year in Mustang sports history? Because you think of what Joe Labuda's done for the football program, of course. But with Jeff, you could tell the emotion in his voice when they qualified for Team State. There's a lot of close calls over the years. And a lot of these guys came back. I know Grant helps with the youth program. He's the right-hand man for Coach Lubeck during the duels and figuring out all the fun matchup stuff. So this whole community was in on it, and you could just feel it in the air, Steve. It was it was truly awesome to be a part of and to witness. So congratulations, Steve. I know we haven't talked about picks yet, but first podcast we did of the year for sectional previews, and the Mustang Madness came through. 
I, I, I don't have anything to add, T. You were, you were there. I also want to close out that Hudson Marshfield duel. I give credit to Coach Cody C and and uh, Chris Hansen. That was one of the best coach duels I've seen in terms of you make the lineups, right? The projected lineups, and you have notes for the kids. Throw it, throw it all out because nothing, nothing went according to plan in terms of how the lineup shook out. I want to give credit. I forgot his name, but Marshfield's 165. He won the challenge series and they put him in the lineup. He had to wrestle an upperclassman. He got a huge pin, which was just a huge jolt for the crowd. But I could talk about this team sectional for a while. So we just got to move on. Congratulations to the Mustangs on their first trip to team state. We'll see you at the field house in a couple of weeks. Going on to Bayport, Steve. Kikana won a 54 to 11 over Pulaski. Steve, you're Nostradamus over here. Bayport beat Hortonville 35 to 31. And then in the finals, Kikana beat Bayport 36 to 23. So the ghosts gallop their way to a team state yet again. I don't know. I mean, the year run has to be at least since 2013. That's when they went against West in the finals. But they have. I mean, what else is there to say about Kakana, Steve? They, they're just an impressive team. You think about they lost five yes. or six guys that placed at state last year that qualified for state and what they've done with the turnaround is just impressive. Right. Yeah, no, you said that's what I was going to talk about. We One reason why I picked against them that I thought Bayport would beat them is that they only had six starters returning. So uh, nice, nice job. Nice job to them year after year. While you're talking, I'm going to look it up and see how long it's been that they've been at uh, Team State. I'm going to a sectional C. Holman beats Wanakee, uh, reminiscent of the battles from the late 2010s at Team Sectionals. Holman won 44 to 22. Wisconsin Rapids beat Middleton 64 to 18. And then in the finals, got to see these two in a dual setting finally. And Wisconsin Rapids Lincoln beat Holman a 37 to 25 a uh, great duel by the two uh, rapids was just too much for the Vikings give props to coach Justin Lancaster and what he's doing with the Vikings program they're still a you know a fairly young team they're still building and yeah for a rapid Steve it's it's been a long time coming I know they were at state I don't think it's been too long maybe long by Red Raiders terms but yeah, 2015 Teague for for them to make it, yeah, it would be about yeah nine years now. For them to make it with the team that they have after the couple of close calls they've had the last two years, it's awesome. And they're, they are one of the best dual teams in the state. So very well earned by them. Going on to the Slinger team sectional. Man, oh man, Watertown beats West Bend West to 61 to 16. Steve... You picked Watertown to make Team State. I, I picked Germantown to make Team State. <laughs> well, the Hartford Union Orioles not only took out a couple of our regional picks to qualify for regionals, they yep. beat Germantown a 38 to 33 in the semis. And then in the finals, they beat the Goslings 34 to 26. And it, it was a battle of the birds, but it wasn't a battle of the birds that we thought it would be. A shout out to Hartford Union, Steve, qualifying for state. Not their first time. They actually have quite a few team state trips under their belt. But it was a team I think we overlooked a little bit, but with the young talent they had coming in and the offseason improvement, 
There's the smirk we're looking for in the comment section from the Hartford Wrestling Club. We Did love to see it. That's been the the theme of our interactions this week. <laughs> yes. Oh, where is it on? Uh, I, I have Facebook on. It must be. It's on. on they just put it on Facebook. Yes, oh, that's. Gotcha. It, which is it funny because you put a smirk on right when we started the team sectional. <laughs> <laughs> going on to congratulations. Going on to the McGuanagoa team sectional. Sun Prairie beats Janesville Parker 43 to 36. And what was a rematch from earlier this year that Sun Prairie also won. McGuanagoa beat Monona Grove McFarland to 53 to nine. And then in the finals, I know there was a couple unexpected forfeits, but nonetheless, a big muck too much to overcome. They beat Sun Prairie 48 to 27 to advance to team state for the, Lord knows how many times they've made it now at this point. I, yeah, uh, well, do you want me do you want me to look it up or yeah, I can, I got it up here. It was, so we both picked the Guanago and see the rest of this sectional did not shake out the way that we thought it was going to be. So props to Sun Prairie for making the finals. Coach John, where's Bicky, who we had on for the sectional preview. He just does a great job with his team. One of the biggest fans of the sport in general, I would say. Props to uh, McGuanago for making it. Yeah, and that Janesville Parker team team, we've been watching them for the last three years, and we knew uh, they would they would be here. They did. They gave – it was a few. I can't remember the score. It was only by about four or five points that they they advanced. And then, uh, yeah, McGuanago, I think the big – I was looking at it a little bit. It was, uh, it was really tight. And then one, two, three, four, five, they got five pins in a row from 285 – to 126 and that uh you get five pins in a row anywhere and that's going to pretty much seal things up it's just uh just a great dual team right nicole thank you for tuning in i know it was a tough duel to talk about for the sun prairie fans but i don't think this will be the last year we'll be seeing uh the cardinals at team sectional so well indeed we talked about it too on our previous show sometimes it's a matter of one team's been there numerous times and another team hasn't right and uh how does a team, how does a newcomer to the team sectional atmosphere? And I know Sun Prairie was there last year, but how do they respond? Right. Also, Steve, fun fact, Nicole's son, he does rodeo stuff. So oh, nice. I think it's nice. the horse riding, like the, the lassoing and whatnot. Yeah. Hey Teague, I will tell you this. I had a dad talking to me, their, their team went to team sectionals and let's be real. They had no real shot. And he goes, well, what should we do? And I said, well, here's what you do. I said, you go there with your notebook. And you study, I said, after your team is eliminated, you study everything that the championship team does. Watch how they warm up, take notes on how, at, watch how they respond to this. How do they respond to a, a loss? How do they respond if something bad happens? And what do they do after they win? You know, it's like I, I told them to take notes on all that. And that's how you create championship culture. My good stuff, Steve-O. By the way, going to plug your Vision Quest podcast again with your appearance on there because just love your life philosophies and just... Yeah, everything he had to say on that, I was a huge fan of. Also, oh, Sun Prairie splitting the two teams next season. So did not oh, know that. Did not know that. Steve, uh, the Waukesha West team sectional. Uh, the Wolverines beat Wauwatosa 61-10. to Arrowhead beat Menominee Falls 66-15. to And then in the finals, Arrowhead avenges an early season a loss to uh, Waukesha West. They win a 43-32. to I heard there were some solid moves made in that one. I didn't get a chance to look at the duel in depth like that, but you know, Arrowhead's got some pretty solid coaches and they just have a great team in general. So 
Nice on them to bounce back, qualify for Team State again. See, we got to give Waukesha West their flowers, too, because when we made our picks, we were very, very confident on Arrowhead, right? And I, I'll i be honest, I kind of wrote Waukesha West off. As, well, I didn't even pick them to make team sectionals. But I, I knew they'd still have a good team, but now they were an Arrowhead sectional, and how are they going to get out, yada, yada, yada. This this maybe goes to show that they're not they're not going away anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. Shout out to Coach Derek Amrine and what he's doing. Shout out to yeah. Arrowhead for qualifying for Team State again. Yeah, um, just that whole area Teague is only going to get tougher and tougher every year. Steve, the Homestead team sectional. Franklin wins a fifty-one to twenty-one. Homestead beat South Milwaukee 63 to nine. And in a battle that we both predicted would happen, Homestead beat Franklin a 43 to 15. Their first time qualifying for team state. Ernie Millard gets to end his coaching career at the field house in Madison. And we love the Franklin guys as well. Props to them for another team sectional appearance. You just feel really happy for coach Millard and the crew. Yeah, whatever round it ends, first, second, third, I think I think the uh, numerous people, whether they're on Homestead or not, should run on the mat and uh, carry Coach Ernie Millard off. So, um, yeah, see, you know that we we really like Ernie, and uh, we're good friends with the Franklin crew too. And I was uh, texting with my Franklin boys after, and they had nothing but great things to say. Congratulations to, to Homestead and uh, Coach Millard. Also, Homestead, the, the fourth home team to qualify for team sectionals. Man, winning team sectionals in your home gym, that's, that is a good feeling. Uh, Racine St. Katz is the last sectional here. Steve, this one was a barn burner. A Burlington beat Wilmot Union 34-33. to A little closer than the first time that they wrestled. And Muskego beats Kenosha Indian Trail 56-17. to And in the finals a match, Steve... Muskego beats Burlington at 38 to 31. And, uh, you know, there's 14 matches in a duel, right? But if you got a point to a very pivotal point, if you look at the box score, it was at 144 pounds. Mason Deerwachter of a Muskego, he was down and he gave up three near fall with 10 seconds left. And he ended up getting a defensive pin with five seconds left, Steve, which was basically a nine point swing which that, that does win the duel for them. That was one of the big things that I caught from that duel. I do have tape of it, so maybe I'll send it your way as well. But Yeah, pop that out. I didn't know that. Yeah, shout out to Muskego, Coach Sean Fortman, qualifying for a team state again. Steve, now that prediction season, well, prediction season isn't over, I guess, but team prediction season from our previews is over. Running through the stats real quick. I got one correct in division three. That was rough. Two correct in division two, five correct in division one. I had eight total. You had two correct in division three, two correct in division two. You held your ground with five correct in D one, nine, a total champions before anyone tells us that's a failing score. We were at seven and five last year. So this is huge. (laughs) I, I am pumped about the improvement. Well, nine out of what? How many is that? How many uh, teams go against? That would be uh, sixteen. Eight. Oh, that's oh, that's above that's above fifty percent. Teague. I don't know what school you went to. That's passing. That's that's goat conversations if we're talking baseball. 
<laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, here we go. So, Steve, going into a sectional bracket talk now, and like I said at the start of the show, for a girls' sectional talk, Queen of the Mat did record a podcast. I know that's coming out tomorrow, which I know I'm going to be tuning in for. I might save it for the drive to Marshfield as well. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's, it's uh, Again, it's not a fun situation in that only one girl makes it out of each bracket, but in the meantime, you still get to watch good wrestling for the ladies on sectional Saturday. So make sure to tune into that. They put their podcast out on a rock fin. Steve going to try out a little, a fun thing here. See if I can make it work. Otherwise, if not, we're going to, we're going to scrap it. All right. We'll get this. There it is. Over and while you're on. doing that, I'll take know. So just so you know how this works, we're not going to talk about uh, every single bracket in each sectional. Uh, just be too much. We're going to highlight the ones that um, I pick out a couple. Teak picked out a couple. We might have the same ones. We might not. Um, just ones that we think are tough or have some intriguing matchups. Yeah, there's uh, there's really no set bar for it. And there's some sectionals where you got to almost have a vetting process because there's so many tough brackets. And there's some you know where there's we just don't talk about as many. But at the end of the day, there's going to be good wrestling at all these sectionals in some way, shape, and form. So starting off with the Division Three sectional A. For you folks that watch on video, this overlay is going to be really nice because then you kind of have an idea of where to go. Uh, D3, sectional A, the Edgar sectional, at 106 pounds. You have number two ranked Blake Underwood, number three ranked Braden Johnson, and Roman Schmidt of Stratford who is a ranked ninth in that bracket. Steve, all the lower weights at at this tournament are just absolute grinders because you go to 113 pounds, and here's the lay of the land. But at 113, Derek Goddard is ranked third. Colin Cornoyer is fourth. Caleb Lodal is ranked ninth. Landon Obermuller is tenth. And Caleb Heil is ranked 11th. Steve, there's going to be one of these guys, and who knows, depending on how things shaked out, if there's an unranked kid that makes some splashes, but one of these guys won't even be have a chance to wrestle for third once it gets down to the top four. And uh, up, man. Yeah, at 120 pounds, I'm trying to pull up the bracket here as I talk about it. Uh, again, 120 pounds, another, another meat grinder, I would say, with this one. Uh, you have three ranked wrestlers, and Steve, that does not include state qualifier Ronan Garcia of Bruce from last year. So maybe Garcia takes some exception to the rankings and he makes a run, but Noah Heil is ranked, Kale Quaintance ranked from Marathon, and Trenton Cornoyer of Stratford also in this bracket. If I had to guess what the semis would be, Garcia versus Quaintance, Heil versus Cornoyer. And jumping to 157 pounds. Man, Tyler Sunday, Clear Lake ranked third. Harrison Ruppel of Cumberland ranked fifth. Troy Duelman of Cornell, Gilman Lake Holcomb is sixth. Wyatt Molson is a ranked eighth from uh, Auburndale. That's uh that's two state place winners in that one, Steven. Maybe you can't even guarantee both of them a spot yet, because there's some tough competition at that weight class. And then at 285, Steve, maybe maybe won't have a hard time picking out who makes it in this one, but still going to be a tough 
top three and you know, you're battling for state seating too, right? Cause your sectional finish had to head matchups that does play into the individual state seating criteria. You have the big man, Harrison Gravina from Edgar ranked fourth. Jack Lazar is ranked at 10th and Jack Chafer is ranked 11th at 285. Nice. Good job. You took all mine. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. We kind of, I kind of ruined the plan there. <laughs> oh, don't worry, man. All, all right. Good. Well, I, I did think I was just going to mention a couple of things. Uh, um, uh, 190, actually, from our memory, Teague, it looked like a, a, not as many ranked guys, but Matthew Roach, uh, number three. Uh, Lujo uh, from Stratford was up at 215, I think, in the rankings, and he he dropped down. So he's number six up there, and then he moved down to uh, uh, 190. So interesting, uh, interesting move on that part. Well, for reference, Ryan Shortis of Turtle Lake Clayton finished fourth in his regional, and he was 41 and 13. So right. yeah, good call on, on shouting out that 190 bracket. Folks, if there's brackets that you uh, that you think are interesting, feel free to uh, put them in the comments and we can uh, go through them as we run through the show. But we're going to run through D3 sectional B, which is uh, the Bonduel regional. I'll get brackets pulled up quick. Steve, we'll let you yeah. get first run on these here. No, that, that's a good point, uh, too, guys. If you have a bracket that we miss and you want to say something, and, and no, that's a good idea, Teague. If you go through them all, and I don't, and I don't hit any. Maybe that's my job. If people think, "Hey, this bracket," or you miss this one, uh, you know, that's a that's a good way to do it. Actually, let me take a quick look. I see yours, so I'll just do the one that you don't have. No, you do have one fifty. Never mind. You got them all, bud. Go nuts. All right, at one hundred and twenty pounds, potential on the water rematch between Maddox Wendling and Mason Dewing, who are ranked second and fourth in the state. One hundred twenty-six of four ranked wrestlers, Steve. You have Isaiah Sanchez from Shyockton, Rigoberto Taez, who's ranked sixth out of Oostburg. Sanchez is ranked third. Jack Wendling is ranked ninth. Braden Maddle of Crandon ranked 11th. Man, you have one of my favorites in Taez. You have Wendling, who's a two-time sectional place winner, and Maddle from Crandon. My, my heart is torn on a 126-pound bracket there. I'm just rooting for good wrestling there. At 144 pounds, Brady Gross ranked sixth. Ty Denny ranked seventh. Jordan Yankees ranked eighth. And Owen Schacht of Michicot is ranked tenth. So that looks like it could be a battle to make it out for that top three spot. And Steve, sometimes you'll look at some of these brackets and you see names and you think, well, that person's going to be an easy out. Or they're going to be an easy qualifier, right, in terms of making predictions. But... I mean, you never know. Sectional Saturday, you've seen some crazy things happen. I mean, Gavin Drexler didn't qualify for uh, state his freshman year. Out of his sectional, had two wild losses. I mean, that's one of my first. There's a lot of examples that you can think of. But Cody Kwok from Menominee was ranked top eight last year. There's a whole laundry list of things we could go through, but don't want my brain to turn to mush. So we'll go to 150 pounds. See if you had 150. Do you want to give the lay of the land at this one? Um, well, actually, Teague, well, before we do that, I'll, I did have one that you did not. Uh, I took 138 as an interesting weight class. Only three ranked wrestlers, but um, sometimes you got to look past it a little bit. Elias Glinski of Crandon, number three, and Owen Race, um, actually not ranked. I looked up and down. Owen Race has been in and out of the rankings, not currently in the ranking. Uh, that's a tough 
he's a he's a tough wrestler, 37 and 5 from Cedar Grove, Belgium. And then Ethan Westerbarth of Oconto. Hey, does anybody out there know? Is that the son of Troy Westerbarth? He used to be the coach at Coleman, and I'm sorry, not Coleman, uh, Columbus, the other COL. So if that's the son of him, somebody let me know out there. And then, but he's got a, he's number 12th ranked in the state. He's got a tough first round against Tristan Verbaten, uh, Teague of Reedsburg. So uh, not an easy bracket in itself, but I will take 150 and then you can go with the rest that we all the same because this one is a, this, you, you talked about kids being left home. This one has one, two, three, five ranked guys, right? And uh, Blake Carton of, of Shy Octon up on top of the bracket at number two ranking. I'm going to drop all the way down to the number one ranked kid at the bottom of the bracket, Stone Pomeroy. On his side of the bracket, potential semifinal matches uh, with number 10 ranked Colin Fisher of Bondwell. But Teague, a first round ranked matchup, number 11, Cameron Kimmel of Coleman against Liam Richard from Oostburg. Number 11 and number seven, a freshman against the senior. Wow. That one, there might be fireworks to start the first round right away at that weight class. And are you going to 215 pounds? This one going to be another grinder. Joe Schroeder of Cedar Grove, Belgium is ranked fourth. Devin Otto of Coleman is ranked ninth. Michael Upson of Random Lake is 10th. Steve Nelson Ninham of Oneida Nation is ranked 12th. And I'm sure I could maybe try to find a way to see, but I'm guessing it's been a minute since Oneida Nation has had someone wrestling at the state tournament. So that'd be a cool story. Ninham, I think, is a 40 and four on the year. Steve, you might have got your Wusterbarth answer. Uh, Wusterbarth, yeah, it's uh, Ethan is the son of Jeremy. Okay, so um, oh, must be must be brother. I, I'm pretty sure he was he was up from that area and he moved down here. So I used to coach against him. So just wondering. See, I couldn't find anything on track with Oneida and State. So that means it would have been before 2003 that they had someone qualify. Dang. Yeah. Well, at 285, history, uh, yeah, chance for some history there at 215. And at 285, the big boys are coming out to play, Steve. Kane Otto of Coleman ranked fifth. Connor Lawrence, Crandon ranked sixth. Mitch Bader of Kiwani is ranked seventh. And Jovan Lopez of Ozaki ranked eighth. How about that? Back to back to back to back. And... That's what the semifinals are looking like. More than likely, two of these guys are going to be battling it out for third at the end of the day. Going on to Mineral Point. Regionals, I'm sorry, conference, regionals, and sectionals all at Mineral Point, Teague. Crazy. They like like setting up mats is what they like doing. I th- yeah, I think it's on the basis of their facility, probably may- maybe being the best one in the area. That's how I was yeah, hosted at Richland Center, too. Yeah, <laughs> it's either Mineral Point or Richland Center. That's not a knock on the other facilities. Mineral Point's just no. got a, a great field house. They they sure do. Well, the other ones have really, like, I, uh, Fenimore Gyms is, is older, but I tell you what, it makes a great setting for uh, dual meet competition because it gets loud. And we were in Cashton last year, right, Teague? Great setting for a, a dual meet because it, it got loud in there real quick. Cashton was a crazy last year. Oh, yeah, the small gyms are where it's at for, for dual meets for sure. Uh, before we go to the Mineral Point sectional, Ernie, if you're still tuned in, thank you for uh, tuning in. Of course, congratulations to you, a good sir. Uh, the Mineral Point sectional, Steve, 
So this one I vetted out. There was a couple of lower weights that I, I kind of left out because I knew it was going to pick up fast once we got to the middle weights. Can't talk 132 without talking Hunter Stevens and Roan Carey, a potential, whether it would be a part four now. But then you have Gunnar Wopat, state place winner two years ago, ranked fourth. And Steve, on the outside looking in, Jacob Orloff of Pecatonica Argyle is ranked eighth. Going to 138 pounds, four top top eight guys as well. Elliot Bebas ranked second. Reed Sawyer's ranked fourth. Sean Duffy is sixth. And Waylon Hargrove is eighth. 144 pounds. Steve Ian Crapp is ranked second. Brock Hinderman is third. Colin McKittrick, a state place winner, is fifth. But, Steve, there is an unranked wrestler that might have something to say about the qualifying process. Do you know who that is? Yeah, it's funny you say that because um, Zach Moline just just beat Hinderman. looked really impressive. And, Teague, I was looking up and down the rankings like, did I miss him? Did he drop down? I could not find him. So, uh, yeah, he will definitely – I think they just came out with the new ranking seek and he still wasn't in there. So maybe the rankings committee wasn't uh, wasn't aware of that. But yeah, it was a very impressive win on Tuesday night. And Teague not even ranked in the first round, tough round, first round match matchup for Brock Hinderman is Ryan Flynn uh, from Blair Taylor, and he's thirty four and eleven. Dang, we got at one hundred and fifty pounds. I just got Imhoff Zan Chavitz part four. 157, a Bussy and Stelt part three, potentially. If there's anyone that I'm potentially overlooking that ruins those finals parties, please let me know. 165 pounds. Cade Rule is ranked first from Mineral Point. Emerson Moan, third from IGH. Seth Greeno is seventh from DeSoto. Steve, unranked. I don't know if you have that bracket up, but I have Ben Lean from Blair Taylor. I just know he has a really solid record coming in. So maybe he finds a way to sneak through to state. Yeah, I don't. I have one seventy-five and uh, ninety and heavy, so I don't have that one. Two fifteen. Sorry. Oh, all right. Sounds good. Well, we'll go on to yeah, going on to those weight classes. Yeah, lean thirty-four and twelve, and at the top of the bracket, uh, one hundred seventy-five pounds. We just have all the weight classes here, except heavyweight for me, anyways. But you have David Moline ranked first, and then the battle after him, Steve. I feel like these guys, almost all of them, have wrestled each other at some juncture. So I don't know if you've gone through the matchups or not. But Riley Wanix ranked fifth, Nolan Hankey ranked seventh, Nation Nathan Blaschke ranked tenth, and Gavin Hinderman is ranked eleventh. Not going to have a fun time with that one tomorrow. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Make it a pick, you're saying? Yeah. Oh, for top three. Yeah. See, David Moline was impressive. He was, he's, it was funny. Um, he kind of started slow. I'm like, wow, he's not uh, – he, he wasn't super uh, energetic. And also in his uh, – I don't know if he just got the wake-up call and then against uh, Fenimore. I'm like, wow, now there's the number one ranked guy that's going to the Badgers. He, he just looked impressive. But Teague – uh, he's got a tough first round against Gavin Hinderman. I mean, that's that's not an easy goal, right? A rematch from Tuesday. But think about the guys that aren't ranked in this one. The worst record in this bracket is 24 and 20. You got Samson Deng- uh, Denger of uh, Royal Wanawak Center, 31 and 7, and Jack Schreier of Cashin, 33 and 11. Those are tough <laughs> wrestlers that are first round of sectionals. And this is the thing, Teague, right? 
is you got to be ready first round and come out and play, or you can get knocked off and get sent home. Yeah, then the then it's out of your hands if you lose first round at that point. Uh, 190 pounds. Tyson Martin ranked first. Wyatt Annan ranked second. So could see a one-two matchup, but forgot who's on what side of the bracket. One of them's going to have to go through Caden Rennish, who's ranked sixth. And then you have Sam Schwingles from Parkview, Albany, who's ranked eighth in that bracket. So, Martin's with Rennish on the same side. Yeah, that's going to be uh, – well, Rennish and Schwingles must have wrestled last week. I forgot how – well, Rennish must have won. But still, it's a totally new week. You can't bank on uh, the past results to determine where you're going for sectionals. At 215 pounds, Jackson Schrammick ranked first. Brady Lenhair is third. Bodie Brockup is fifth. Wesley Egan from Parkview Albany is sixth. And Dalton Wolf of Fenimore is seventh. Steve, I, I wish I could have deep dove into this and wrote down all the times who beat who here. Shramick's ranked first, Steve, and he's shown moments where he's not totally invincible this year, right? right. No one is safe in this bracket. This is one of the best brackets. There's one more I can think of off the top of my head that I'm looking forward to keeping track of more. But Mineral Point 215. It does not get much better than this. Do you have the bracket in front of you? I do. Yeah. What do you want to know? Let's just let's just get the quarterfinals matchups. <laughs> well, the quarterfinals. I mean, it's uh, Len Hare against Wolf first round, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> we, we we just saw that in the duel, and that was the that was the uh, uh, I want to say clincher. It wasn't officially the clincher, but that was the clincher in my book. Watching it, um, great match up to that point. But here's the thing, Teague. Dual meet wrestling is different than tournament wrestling, right? I mean, the crowd, the crowd's going different things, you know. So uh, we could see a totally different, um, <laughs> we could see a totally different result there. Egan's the same side as Shramick, and then uh, Bruckup. Sorry, I, I was told I'm not saying his name right. I was saying Bruckup. It's Bruckup, like Bru- Bruckup. <laughs> I apologize to Bro- uh, Bodie, but uh, he's on the same side as Len Hare and Wolf. Teague, I, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, I really think, like, you look at these. These five ranked guys here, uh, I, I think this could easily be six or five of the six medals at the team state, or I'm sorry, at the individual state tournament if they were all allowed to go. But we know they're not, Teague. So top three, top three are going. To think whoever wins between Wolf and Lenhair, if they lose to Brock up, one of those guys might not even get a second match. That's that's crazy. And going to the Dodgeland sectional. Some brackets that I have of note here, 150 pounds, three guys ranked in the top eight, Ashton Meester, Dominic Garcia, and Merrick Lasecki. They're ranked fifth, sixth, and eighth. Then at 100... uh, Aiden Spurley uh, from Cambridge has been in and out of the rankings as well, so that makes it for a pretty tough weight class. So can't count out Spurley by any means then. And at 157 pounds... Caleb Mackey of Partyville and Bryce Eikhoff of a Deerfield. This is a rematch, I believe, from a regionals last week, if I was looking at the bracket right. Or no, they, they wrestled at some point earlier in the year because I have them having a rematch. I just know it was really close, so that could be a pretty good clash in the finals if they both make it there. At 165 pounds, this one just looks a pretty tough record-wise. As you go to 165, Carter McDaniel, Wyoiga, Fremont, 
Colton Hagner versus Sam Haynes. That's going to be a good first round matchup, but those three share the same side of the bracket. Then on the bottom side, Isaiah Giese of Lamira and Taylor Joseph of Johnson Creek are both potentially slated to go against each other in the semis, but there could be some madness at 165 as well. At 175 pounds, Steve, this one, it's just going to be a good match between a couple of really solid wrestlers. You have William Becker undefeated out of Partyville. He's a, well, he won the regional last week, placing second at his regional, Tristan Eckstein. Sorry if I said that last name wrong, Tristan of a Marquezan. 36 and 6 sophomore, but a state place winner last week, Steve. It was a 3 0 match between the two at regionals last week. And then my last bracket for this one, 285. Again, have we hit 285 on almost all of these so far? Yeah. Vanden Hoffman, Wyoiga, Fremont, Warren Sauer, Lomira, they can meet in the semis. Andy Boy Hernandez of Amro and Ethan Rowe of Amarkazan. Steve, this is one. There's going to be a good wrestler left out of qualifying for a team state from this bracket. Yeah, Ethan Rowe of Marquezan, I... He plays fourth at regionals last week from all, from that grouping, and he's thirty five and eight. Wow! So we could see a lot of regional rematches determine who makes it to state out of that one. Yeah, two weeks in a row for some of them. Three weeks in a row. Teague, I surprised I have two weight classes you did not talk about. I'm excited to do it, but first you got to change your little thingy on the screen. Oh, yeah, that I, was. Yep, I uh, thought about that right at the end. I, I'm not really detail oriented, but it was really bothering me. I was kind of like. Yo, you should have, you should have chimed in, man. That was, yeah, I I never, I never interrupt the master at work, but Teague, two weight classes that uh, I thought were pretty interesting. 120 pounds. You take a look at it and you're thinking, oh, it's not going to be that competitive because who's in that weight class, Teague? Marshall Hankey. Oh, wait. Oh, (laughs) sorry. I just looked at the top of the bracket. Koji Campbell is... I'm setting you up for you to spike me home here. No, I've got bump set spike. Koji Campbell's in it, right? So it's easy, easy to overlook it and be like, yeah, he's going to be the guy. Had a dominant regional, dominant year, right, Teague? But uh, it can go unnoticed because it has two other ranked guys. Number seven ranked Marshall Hankey of Lomira and number 11 ranked Mo- uh, Mason uh, Borner of Amro, 35 and nine t- uh, uh, sophomore. But there's two guys on there that were state qualifiers last year. And they've been in and out of the rankings. One's been injured. The other one, uh, like I said, in and out of the rankings. But Avery Skalitsky was a state qualifier last year from Waterloo. That's a tough first round uh, for Mason from Amro. And then Clayton Stenjum, who uh, dropped out of the rankings because he was, had had an injury. So he's going to be on the same side as Hanky. And then 190 pounds I put down. Only two ranked guys, but some interesting records that are going to lead to some good quarterfinals. But Noah uh, Noah Hainfield of Marquezan, number nine ranked. And on the bottom of the bracket, T, we talked about him a lot this year, Trevor Ferrari of Waterloo, the number seventh ranked. But two guys that aren't ranked, Xander Souls of Amro, 29 and 10. He'll be on the top half with Hainfield. And Tyler Alex, I'm sorry, Tellier Alex of Wyweek of Fremont, 35 and 11, junior on the bottom side. Good stuff there. So all finished up with a Division three. We'll be moving on to a division two as I change the overlay here. There you go. D two. Oh, I got to move my, uh, my Valentine's day mug here. Oh, you get it from wifey. Yeah. No, I didn't. I found it down in the teacher's lounge and I used it cause I needed coffee today. 
Oh, okay. Never mind then. My Valentine. Are you kidding me? She wouldn't waste waste money on a stupid mug. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a good gift. All right. The Tomahawk sectional first weight class I'm looking at. 120 pounds. I know this one was well talked about on the forum as well, but you have Will Schmidt, who's ranked seventh. Elaine Anderson, who was a state place winner two years ago, ranked eighth. Brady Gessler ranked ninth. And a Logan Meyer ranked at 10th all in this bracket. See, this is one. I mean, we watched Carter Ridgeway from St. Croix Falls wrestle. He had just missed the regional out of this one because it was just a barn burner. And you think of... Tristan Smazel from Abbotsford Colby isn't even ranked, but he's a state qualifier from a last year. He's 44 and eight, and he has to take on Meyer in the first round. So that's a, that's a stack grouping at one to 20 going to one of 32 with three ranked wrestlers, Jude Stark from Medford. Maybe you have something to say about this, but I am just looking forward to another Colton hush Teague Holzer a rematch. Between those two, I think it's the rubber match as well, because Holzer did beat Hush. Hush beat Holzer. Uh, then you have Stark, who is ranked eighth in this bracket as the third man. 138, pretty solid top three here. The founding father, William Penn, ranked fourth. Brecken Berzinski, Stanley Boyd is fifth. And Trenton Kirkland of Hayward Northwood is eighth. I hope William's not a senior, because I like that founding father thing. That's fun. He... Well, I know between Penn or Kelly, yeah, Penn's graduating this year. Sad. Steve at 157 pounds. Heads are going to roll. Look at the rankings here for the top three. I mean, Tanner Halupka, our boy, ranked third. Griffin Marco ranked fourth. Gage LaSavage is fifth. And Brock Swenson, Steve, a very solid dark horse, I would say. He is a ranked ninth, but you can't have a bad match against him and expect him to win and expect to win. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, T were you surprised that Tanner was ranked ahead of Griffin? That one. I mean, I know rankings are rankings, but were you surprised by that? I maybe not totally. I mean, Tanner's had a really good year. I don't know. Did you, do you think were you surprised at all? No, I, I mean, I just was, uh, just, a, just a thought. Just trying to throw it, throw it in there. I, um, I, you, we'll find out real quick. Right? right. It'll, it'll sort itself out. Yeah, but you can't forget about the Savage ranked fifth there. And uh, all right, thank you, Mike. Hush did beat Holzer twice, so it's two to one in the season series between two the two. At a hundred and seventy-five pounds, four wrestlers ranked here. Logan Kawa, Medford is third. Lucas DeJac of Synergy ranked fifth. Addison Uden from Osceola's ninth. And Matteo Baymane from Somerset is ranked 11th. And you look at the rankings wise, Matteo might be the odd man out, but for him being a junior, Steve, if he can find a way to qualify, that'd be huge for him. But a lot of work to be done in this bracket because you have two state place winners at the top and a really solid wrestler in Uden as well. Steve, 190 pounds. Again, three ranked wrestlers here, but the matchups are just very intriguing. Uh, you have a Wyatt Ingham of Amory. Oh, sorry. Wait, no, sorry. I meant uh, 215 pounds. That's what I meant. Ian Smith of Northwestern is 
ranked. Let me get his ranking pulled up. He's ranked third. Owen Kurtz of Rhinelander seventh. Easton Stone of Rice Lake is ninth. But Steve, I don't want to discount these two. Uh, Brady Gottwald of Hayward Northwood, Braxton Weissmiller of Medford. They're both going to be fighting for their lives in the first round. Winner more than likely has Smith in the second round. Can one of these two pull off a run on the backside after winning a grinder of a first match at 215? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, the only weight class that I, you're going to wonder, same thing as with Koji Campbell. Why am I going to talk about heavyweight? Because Teague, who's that heavyweight? Koi Hopke. Koi Hopke. Why would I talk about 285 pounds when Koi Hopke's there? Well, this is it. Remember when he was a sophomore and a junior and he was at 220 pounds? There was a mass exodus, right? Either guys went up or they tried like heck to go down to 195. And uh, But now he's at heavyweight, so not a lot of guys could run. But here, here's the deal. If, he, if, you were, if you were an underclassman, it would be a good idea to go to his weight class because you can – Hey, with a mass exodus, you can see you can sneak your way to state. And, and I'm looking at this team. There's a lot of younger guys in this weight class. There's one one senior, uh, 19 and 16, Nate Windors, uh, Nate Windorski from Rice Lake. I'm not quite, you know, obviously probably not favored to go. But there's four other ranked. Guys. There's going to be a huge battle for the second and third spots behind Hopke because you got Micah Butler of Hayward Northwood, number 10, first round matchup with Blaine Severson. Of, um, oh my gosh, Teague, M-O-N-E. Mosin-E. Mosin-E, thank you. And then uh, Logan Brockman, number nine, St. Croix Falls. We got to watch him. And then uh, number five ranked Willie Graham. Willie Graham. From Stanley Stanley Boyd. Stanley Boyd. I'm like, there is no Stanford. But anyway, there's going to be, I I pointed that weight class out because there's going to be a heck of a battle for those two through three spots. Going on to sectional B. Before we move on, Sydney, thank you for tuning in. We did do D3 right before this one. We had some team sectional talk, and then we went into some individual brackets. So Queen of the Mat is covering potential girls brackets. That's coming out tomorrow, I believe. So you can see that podcast on Rockfin. But I also see uh, I like Richland Center as well. We'll be doing the Richland Center sectional in just a few moments. You like Richland Center, you say? Sydney, Sydney said in all caps for Richland Center. Richland so, Center. like a hornet. There we go. Let's go. Oh, that's why she said that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Woof. <laughs> right over, right over oh. my head there. Going on to a sectional B, the bracket where a couple years ago, Steve, we had to, I mean, we had every bracket, right? <laughs> right hundred. 106 pounds, get started on heavy right away as Parker Spearings is ranked second. Garrett Ganter is seventh. Jake Jandron is ninth. Logan Bainline of Seymour is ranked 10th. And just looking at, looking at name recognition, Steve, maybe a favor of those top three, but Bainline is ranked 10th for a reason, right? The, there's a re, like the rankings guys look in depth at a lot of the results. So I'll be interested to see the impact he has on sectionals tomorrow. And going on to my next weight class, 113 pounds. William Christopher is ranked third. Aiden Peters is ranked fourth. Logan Shad is fifth. And Carson Blowiak is sixth. Steve, do you happen to have that bracket pulled up? Uh, 113. I do not, Teague. I have four of them, and that's not one of them. Well, I want to guess. I'll see where they have matchups pulled up at. 
All right, Christopher Blowiak on one side, Peter Shad on the other side. Going to 120 pounds. Wyatt Mikulski second, Carson Newbert third, and Logan Mueller is fifth. So looking at that, I think Newbert was at the bottom. Yeah, so Newbert did beat Mueller. Didn't catch a score on that one, but I'll take a look at it real quick. We got Mitch tuning it. Mitch, you're spoiling it. We're about to go to 175. <laughs> That's coming Just up. Just kidding, Mitch. Thank you for it. tuning in as always, sir. Uh, we got 175 next. Speak of the devil. See, I think this was the bracket where I said D3 215 at Mineral Point was one of my favorite two. This one up next, we got, I guess, just running through the names here rankings-wise. Ben Keenbaum is ranked first. Justin Klinkner ranked second. Patrick Moore is fourth. Steve Owen Hansen is eighth. Sam Schutz is 10th. Don't forget about, he's unranked in the WI Wrestle rankings, but he was a state qualifier last year. Zach Robel from Sturgeon Bay, Sevastopol. That's right. And that's, I mean, yeah, <laughs> where do we even start with that bracket? I mean, the first round matchups in this one, Moore versus Robel to start out. And then you have Hanson versus Shoots on the other side. I mean, there's a chance whoever loses those first round matches, again, might not get a second round match. Just absolutely mind blowing. Two hundred. I was just amazed because last week, uh, Keenbaum was at 190 and he was eighth ranked. I mean, now normally you see a guy if they're eighth ranked, they jump away class and they might move up a couple, like six or seven. But he they popped him right into number one. So that's a lot of respect for Keenbaum. I uh, 190 pounds. See, we got a Max Mathias versus a Trace Shaneback rematch, which I don't have uh, the result, but I can find that real quick. But don't discount Nathan Wapakine from uh, that bracket out of uh, Whitburn. Well, I wonder if him and Shane Beck actually wrestle at team sectionals. Oh, yeah. Shane Beck got a pin there. And then at regionals, it was, wow, 7-3 to three in favor of Matthias out of two rivers. 215-pound Steve. Chase Matthias is one. The big man himself, Kale Leeds Gang, is ranked fifth. Connor Thomas of Peshtigo was sixth. The freshman out of New London, Preston Krieger is ranked at 12th. And then you do have Henry Vanderheiden. Steve, I do believe Henry did make state last year, but I can double check that real quick. But well, again, another a, loaded a bracket. Too, that name. Didn't uh, Luxembourg Casco was Waggy? Didn't he go to state as well? So Vanderheiden, just checking him real quick. Wow, this guy has done a lot of wrestling. <laughs> Oh, uh, for some reason, state's not showing up on here for him. That's right. But yeah, Wagy, I I forgot if he made state or not. Now I'm just going down the track rabbit hole here. No, he was yeah, a sectional right. qualifier though. I, I just saw those two on there, not ranked, and I like those are those are not easy outs. So, um, but yeah, T, while you find those, I will. I I can't believe this, but I have four weight classes that you don't. I took a look at 144. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm sorry. Three weight classes, 144, same, same scenario of this whole weight class or this whole sectional team, F- five ranked guys, only three go number eight ranked Reese Yonke of Peshtigo, 36 and seven senior. He's on the top first. Oh, let me go to the bottom here. Murphy Bayer of freedom, 
He's number nine. And then Spencer Madsen of Sturgeon Base of Asapol. Uh, they're on the bottom half. They potentially meet in the semis, but they got some good. They got a uh, 27 and 7 and 35 and 14 in Otto Engelmeyer and Colin Mieselwitz. But uh, first round matchup, Teague, Andre Sanchez of Wittenberg Burnhamwood, number 11th ranked versus number seven, Isaac Jerebeck of uh, Luxembourg Casco. And I did see a message, Teague. Someone said, yes, that Henry made it last year. That would be uh, Mr. Troy Vanderheiden. Oh, yeah. I didn't read. Uh, I should have looked up. Uh, but 150, one, two, three, four, five. Now get this five ranked wrestlers, but look at these unranked guys here. Um, on the top part, first round match, Mason Bunnell of Seymour, number 12, goes against John Faulkner of Xavier, number eight. That's a first round matchup. On the on the uh, bottom half of the top side, Jacob DeRocher, number four, wrestling uh, first round, not ranked, but wrestling a 35 and 10, Jason Arrowwood of Anigo. And on the bottom side, Teague, is Austin Kufner, Kufner I apologize, Fox Valley Lutheran, number seven ranked. He got, he's got Trent Nabfield of Freedom first round. That's a uh, well-known name. And then Max Rosman, Luxembourg Casco, he's number two on the bottom side. I did see the regional match between him and DeRocher was a one-point uh, one victory. So um, that's all I got, Teague. I did have one more, but I realize there's only three ranked guys. I shouldn't have included that one. I mean, ha, only three ranked guys. We don't include that. Also, Mitch, you do not need to apologize. I was just trying to be facetious. If I'm picking on you, it means I like you. So That's right. Don't That's worry. Right. Yes, we do not want to silence our loyal listeners. That's oh, why I pick on Teague all the time. Yes, exactly. It's a, it's a love language of sorts. <laughs> Going on to sectional C, the Wisconsin Dells. It's not even the Richland Center section. Man, I am dumb. The Wisconsin Dells sectional. I'm so used to it being at Richland Center because that's where we were at in high school. I never wrestled at the Richland Center sectional in high school, but I I attended it. All right, going on it starting just a lot going on at the lightweight, Steve. 106 pounds. Shane Rashawn ranked first. The Colton Cost ranked fourth. Colin Fry is sixth. And a Briar Caves is 11th. 113. Hawken Peterson is first. And then maybe you, know, you lock in a spot there, assuming all health is good and everything. Then it, Look at this pack here, second through fifth. I mean, Drew Lochner is eighth. Ethan Haiti is ninth. Nick Ertzland, tenth. Coda Perney is a ranked 11th. Haiti, a state place winner last year in that mix. Just absolutely crazy. Three top eight ranked wrestlers at 120 pounds. Or Charlie might. Oh, wait. I might have. Mixed up. 126 is what I meant. Eth Reed Spurley is ranked first. Ethan Aird is third. Sawyer Ostrom of Nakusa Assumption Port Edwards is eighth. So then this has to be 132. Dylan Weigel is fifth. Drake Inham is eighth. Nathan Johnson is 10th. Carson Minahan is 11th. Steve has seen Minahan wrestle a couple of times this year, and he's really solid. So I think it says a lot about that weight class in general, but... I mean, yeah, it's just going to be a battle to get out of that weight class. I'm just looking forward to seeing these two get after it again at 138. Marcus McIntyre, Broadhead Judah, and Mason Mao, Sugar River. They're ranked second and third, respectively. 144, Brady Doorhorse is ranked third. True Herd is ranked fourth, and Jackson Blaken is ranked fifth. Three more top five wrestlers at 150. Danny Heiser is ranked first. Joe Lomar is ranked third. Kristen Shue is ranked fifth. 
Then at one at 65, Steve Ola, Maddox Goble is ranked second. Jeremiah Avery is ranked third. Riker Swenson is a fifth. So, Steve, I guess a theme from this one, I kind of sped run through it, but a lot of brackets where there's guys that are ranked pretty highly. This will be the one that's interesting to see and look back upon where, all right, who's the guy that we didn't mention that came through and got ahead of the scrum that we were talking about? Did I, miss, did I miss anything? No, what did you're uh you just you ended up with one. I um yeah, I have two. I only covered one that you did. I, I was only picking two or three per weight class just because they they uh want me to do a job yet during the daytime. <laughs> I know it's crazy Ew. during wrestling season. How does that work, right? Uh, but uh 190 Teague was pretty intriguing, and not just because of the number of rank guys, it's the number of guys that aren't ranked. Same thing with 215 are the two I'm gonna cover. Uh, the, the three rank guys, number seven, Hayden Gillen, uh, Gillen of, oh, Teague, why do I do this? M-A-N-E. Yes. I'm going to let you struggle on this one. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It was, it Boston was. It, it, oh my God, you got that wrong. I can't believe that. I got that right the other day and uh, you did not. Teague, you want to take a look at 120? Uh, Larry just made a comment, 120. Um, I don't know if we covered that. Do we cover that one or not? Yes. I did. accidentally yeah. wrote 120. Yeah. Okay. How did I miss this? I mean, the top three for sure. I mean, you have Charlie might of Dodgeville, Drake Gazda of Mawson, Nacita, Blake Endres of a sugar river, but then you have Xander Kellogg of a Lodi who was in and out of the rankings throughout the year. And he plays third at his regional. And you have Logan Breska from Arcadia who will play second. So that's a pretty deep regional. If I had to peg the three favorites, it'd be Gasta, Andres, and Might. But uh, yeah, one seventy-five. Yeah, so again, this was just a very, it was a very tough sectional. Victoria Lane, Victoria. I'm guessing, all. guessing you got a rooting interest for Mister Mason from Lodi. Yeah. <laughs> well, this could be a fun first round matchup. Espen Swears versus Landon Heitmeyer. Could be a fun matchup. And then you have Kale Denar, who played third at his regional. Trey Udelhoven from Sugar River. That was an interesting name that I caught that after looking at his results, he was on my radar. So, yeah, I think goes to show, Steve. I mean, uh, this is this maybe if there's I think was this the conversation where there could be seven state champs out of this. Section. Yeah, that's definitely on, tra- on the forum. It came up in 190 is very similar to that. Teague. The worst record in it is 11 to si- 11 and six. But uh, Hayden Guy- Gillen. Gillen. Uh, <laughs> Gillen. Thank you. Number seven. Uh, Jacob Martin from Berlin. Uh, 34 and seven. Not ranked on top. He's got a first round match with Sugar Rivers. Carson Loschow. He's the number ninth ranked. And then these two guys aren't even ranked. But man, really, really tough wrestlers. Nick Week of Lodi and Cole Bren- Brenninger of Richland Center. Go Hornets, right? That's a first-round matchup on the bottom. You got Ross Chris. He's the number eight seed waiting for those two. But 215, Teague, uh, just guys all over. Uh, Blake Theory, number two-ranked guy in the state, which just is amazing to me, right? How can that guy be uh, the true Viking? On the top side of his bracket, he's got your favorite, Teague Perkins of Richland Center. He's the number 11th-ranked, and he has uh, Mandarano Mullets, the uh, uh, brother <laughs> from belmont Platteville Mason, 33 and 8. He's got him first round. Then Braden Lockington of GT, Merrill's Mandoral, 39 7. Goes, goes against Brad Bartz from Evansville, guys. Man, 39 7 and 23 and 10. And then Isaiah Groskoff uh, from Lodi is on the bottom. 
Sydney's saying Cole's not ranked. I know Cole's either uh, he's either ranked in the WI Wrestle ones or he's been in and out, I know for sure. But yeah, regardless, Cole's a tough wrestler, so I wanted to give him his due a credit. Yep. Uh, going on to a D2 oh, oh. sectional a D. Uh, last division 2-1. Uh, at 126 pounds, Steve, this is a matchup I'm looking forward to. They didn't go against each other at regionals, but Max Gonzalez, who is ranked second, to James Racer of Kowalskum is ranked fifth. And at 190 pounds, three top 10 wrestlers, Silas Daly ranked second, Owen Burling is sixth, and Dylan Soik, who's ranked 10th, and assuming he's just going to keep skyrocketing up, although there won't be rankings, I guess. A uh, 215. Joseph Voles and Nate Grooms a rematch. Steve, I'm looking forward to this one because Voles won a six to four at regional. So it'll be fun to see how that one shakes out. Teague, I had one and you nailed it. 190 pounds. Looking forward to seeing that one. And at going to a D one with the Marshfield sectional. Yes, Brad, you're correct. <laughs> at 120 pounds, Liam Neitzel is ranked first. Aiden Ari ranked fourth. John Sternweiss is ranked eighth. So, Steve, now that we're in D1, and again, I Steve, I thought you were going to catch me when I didn't go on the on the overlay. Yeah, I got my own problems. I'm looking for my D1 brackets. I don't know where I put them. Oh, all right. That, yeah, that yeah. is an issue in itself. Yeah. Oh, here they are. I shouldn't hide them by putting them out in the open. Thank, thank you, Nicole. Nicole, do you want to be on the production team for the Wisconsin wrestler? Because you can do yeah. this. You can do this from not a computer that's yours. So maybe <laughs> maybe we'll get you on the staff. It's the overlay. <laughs> so folks, D3 and D2 fans, they're newer to the sport. D1 only it brings two state qualifiers to the state from each sectional. So if there's three rank guys in this one, it has a little more weight to it. Uh, Marshfield... So yeah, and something to know too, bracket wise. I mean, if you take a look at them, you lose in Division two and three. If you lose first round, you still have a shot potentially. Division one, first round, and you're out. So you got to be up and ready to go. Yeah, that's a really interesting wrinkle in those brackets. At 120 pounds, Liam Neitzel's ranked first. Aiden Ari's fourth. John Sternweiss is ranked eighth. Steve Sternweiss' state place winner last year. Get this. I don't know if you saw this result, but Ari and Neitzel, it was a one or two point match that they had at regionals last week. Wow. So no, I, I hope, that. hope, hope I get to see uh, that matchup in the sectional finals. Also, Sternweiss, if you make it too, I won't be upset by any means. But I mean, as a fan, yeah, just that rematch is enticing. At 126 pounds, Easton Cooper's first, and Noah Moulton is a fifth. Carter Sturba is ranked sixth and a state place winner. Moulton did beat Sturba at regionals last week, which draws some intrigue. At 144 pounds, Deacon Trotzer is a fourth. Jake Hall is fifth, and that's just a potential fun rematch. Trotzer did beat Hall 8-7 to seven last week at 190 pounds. Ethan Winkleman is ranked second. Braden Albee is a ninth and uh, Mason Seidel. He uh, placed a third at sectionals the last year, just missed eight. He's not ranked, but I would not consider him an easy out. So that's what I got for these brackets. 
Yeah, go ahead. What else you got? That's 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 what I got for these brackets. I, I know I'm stalling, Teague. I'm stalling. <laughs> Are you still trying to find your bracket? No, I'm trying to. I, I don't know. Uh, there's a school, and I don't know uh, the initials, and I don't know what they are, and I don't want to sound like a fool. So I'm, just just I'm get stalling. just give it to me. What what are the initials? Nope, I got it. I figured it out. See, I don't need you. I don't. Is need it you. is it Loom? Is it Lakeland Mercer? I already found it out, Teague. I I don't understand. It says L U. I'm like, why does it say L-U? Lakeland Union? I know that's what screwed me up, but I I figured it out. See, see, just let me go. Let me let me figure this stuff out. But uh, I took 215 pounds. I saw you write it down, but didn't have any notes for it. Uh, I James Clement on the bottom, uh, number six ranked, and then not ranked, but Noah Klug of of Merrill at 36 and seven, just a sophomore, and. Leonard Choza, Teague, is that how you say it? Choza, he's the number 10th ranked from Lakeland Union Mercer. And Teague, you and I saw this guy wrestle. He's not in the rankings, but Lincoln McCartney of River Falls, 32-6, and six, just a junior. Solid, solid, thick wrestler. He is, uh, I tell you what, Teague, uh, look out for that young fella. Yeah, going to be a fun one there. And I get to see all the action this Saturday in Marshfield as well. I'll be doing the red zone coverage there at, uh, and also uh, all the mats will be streaming as well on WI wrestle. But if you want to hear my voice, then you can go to uh, the red zone coverage. Kimberly starting at 106 pounds. A lot of fun action here in the lower weights. You have Andy D Piazza ranked third, Braden Hamill ranked six, Thomas Harley ranked seventh. Under 13 pounds, Steve Owen Watke, a state place winner, ranked third. Micah Beckett, state runner-up, ranked fourth. Nick Jenkins, state qualifier, ranked 10th. Currently, if you just look at rankings, on the outside looking in, 120 pounds. Aloya Schlumpf is fifth. Ola Newville, the freshman, is sixth. And Tristan Ellerman from Hortonville is 11th. 132 is have two top four ranked wrestlers. Lucas Peters is second. Nolan Skiba is fourth. Then at 285, Brock Arndt is ranked second, and Nehemiah Lindovi is ranked fifth. I know Arndt did beat Lindovi, and Arndt's just a very good wrestler, but just a, a fun rankings note there. Two guys ranked in the top five at that bracket. Teague, I, you nailed everything I had. I just thought it interesting. You talked about Wofke and Beckett at 113 pounds. That is uh, last week at regionals. That was a two-to-one decision, so... Uh, that one could be a real fun one, uh, potentially in the finals again this coming Saturday. On to uh, the West of Salem a sectional at 126 pounds. These two have squared off a couple of times already. Turner Campbell uh, from Holman is ranked second. Carter Freeman from Rapids is ranked third. Steve, 132. This one I'm yep. really interested by, or even by the result of a regional match. I know there's a few Peyton Oberg fans that tune into the show but Devin Lietzow is a seventh and Peyton Oberg is ranked eighth. Oberg, they're on the same side of the bracket though. Oberg yeah. lost to Albers Denavi of Middleton at regionals. And it looks like it was a good match. Denavi got a pin in six minutes. So I don't know how that happened, but I, yeah, I just need to know how that match went. I, I was looking at one Teague and I thought it was, uh, gosh, was it, eh, I looked at it and I didn't write it down, but I, that potentially was the one where Olberg, I think, was he had like four or five, eh, four takedowns in it, and I thought he was leading and then got pinned in the end. It was close, 
Um, but I could be wrong. I shouldn't be speculating. But yeah, I, I, I had that one down too because I thought it interesting that Leetzau and Oberg were going to meet in the semis. Overlays change now. 138 pounds. Preston Cradville's ranked fifth. Colton Harris is ranked 11th. Aiden Armagost is ranked 12th out of that one. So I think Cradville a favor to come out of that. But you have 11 and 12 both in this bracket. At 150 pounds, I, I mean, there's a reason that I have 150 there, but I don't have the notes for it. So, Steve, if you have any weight classes, you you go through those. Yeah, you're still in West. Okay, yep. I looked at 157. Uh, Bennett Weidman, Wisconsin Rapids. He's on the top side of the bracket, number four ranked on the bottom. Uh, Damiano Capanelli of oh, oh Madison West, the number tenth ranked, uh, the MA. Uh, my Division Three brain was coming in. I was thinking Manawa, but the number two ranked. And I put this one on there because there's three other guys on there, Teague, that are not ranked, but um, really good wrestlers. You got Abraham Sanchez of Sparta. He's got a first-round tough matchup with uh, Brazen uh, Ballwig of um, Sauk Prairie, Wisconsin Heights, the combo. And then Braxton Walter on the bottom side of Reedsburg, 32-9. and nine. So a good bracket there. And then, Teague, you have 190, so I will – oh, never mind. Whatever I said about the Oberg match that's not – that was the one I could talk about at 190 pounds. It was uh, – um, yeah, anyway, go ahead, Teague. Okay. You got 190. So, so well, I'm, I'm thinking well, one, about it. 150 real quick. Sam Zanna Middleton, 39-0 and as a sophomore. This one has some intrigue because I would have pegged Mason Tritz or Talon Pickler as – the other two favorites to make it out of this one, but AJ Alish of Holman, just 22 and 13, Steve has beaten Tritz twice in the last two. Uh, we are the last five days even. So obviously Alish would have to get past Pickler, but his emergence at the end of the year, certainly making things interesting in that bracket at one and 90. Kyler Tritz is ranked fifth. Jaden Delau is ranked 11th. Reed Falk is ranked 10th. There's going to be a tough miss out of that one of a guy that I would certainly say is a state caliber. And DeLau did beat Tritz at regionals too. Then at 285, Steve, don't know how this one could shake out. Any of these guys could make it any combo and I wouldn't be shocked. But Jackson Lenzendorf from Wanakee, Caden Zweifel from Sparta, Tanner Gormanson of Wisconsin Rapids Lincoln, and Tristan Brennan of Holman. All at 285. You're Going good, on to sectional D, the Beaver Dam sectional. All right, we'll start flying here. 113, Ethan Bass is ranked first. Owen Becker is fifth. Parker Nye is ranked eighth. Becker did kind of take it to Nye at regionals, but that could always change come sectional time. Uh, Becker, state place winner, and Bass, well, he's Ethan Bass. 132 <laughs> pounds, Steve. This one's interesting in the back. Kellen Wolbert's ranked first, of course. Avery yep. Femright is 10th. Sam Gehring's 11th. Oscar Estrada, who we've talked about on the show a couple of times. He's yep. not ranked, but he is 35 and four, and he did win his regional coming into this. 144 pounds. I'll just make a quick note on that is that uh, uh, those those first three that you mentioned, all three in the same regional, and Gehring and Fermite, that was that one was won uh, by Fermite. Am I looking at this right? Femright, I'm sorry. Gosh, dang it. Uh, Femright, sudden victory five to three. So I apologize, Avery, for uh, mispronouncing your name. 
That's one of those reasons why I need my glasses. I'm going to get them on Monday. <laughs> 144 pounds. Steve going with the rebrand himself. We got Liam Pinkowski, who's ranked sixth. Eli Rabidou's ranked seventh. And Jaden Yauk is a ninth. 150 potential top five battle here. Brady Krueger is at fourth and Easton Warden is fifth. 157, Elijah Terrell is fifth. Jacob Kidder is sixth and Ryland Schneider is seventh. 190, Connor Mirasola is up first. But then behind him, Quinton Oregon is sixth. Owen Soberg is eighth. Sectional place winner, Mason Grow. He's not ranked, but do not count him out of the picture. 215, Garrett Kovchinski is second. Nathan Steves is ninth. Nelson Fournier is 10th. Aiden Grolke is 11th. So assuming Kovchinski makes his way through, it's a good battle between those three to see who gets out. And then at 285, you have Cole Mirasola ranked first. Garth Martell, Steve, party on Garth. He's ranked sixth. He only beat Weston Yeager. It uh, took ultimate tiebreaker for him to beat the wrestler out of Hartford Union. That's a good heavyweight match. Oh, yeah. And so before going to a sectional E, shout out to Stephanie for tuning in. Big Skiba and Big Ari, both at Central of Michigan together. Nice. I believe both horse-related names, too. I mean, Central Michigan. Are they the Mustangs as well? I think they are. The Mustangs are the Stallions. The Stallions? Okay. Nah, it's a Mustang. All right. Perfect. All right. Going to a sectional E. Where we've had sectional E folks tuning in this whole time. So, hey, thanks for riding it out with us. Let's go. You bet. The Milton sectional. So, one of 26. Wait, gee, we were both wrong. It's the Chippewas. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Michigan horse related team. Is it Eastern? No, never mind. Well, Stephanie, if you want to do a little Michigan team name recon for us, Teague, there's a car named the Mustang. Maybe we're thinking of that. And thank they make you. a lot of no. cars. They make a lot of cars over there in Michigan. <laughs> That's tough for us. I'm okay. Just to, I'm just trying to help us both out. Chippewas, though, big river reference. Milton, a sectional. The folks have been waiting for this one. Under 26 pounds. Kate Auberg is a fourth. Logan Clawson is ranked seventh. That is a fun matchup there between two top seven wrestlers. 132, Steve. This was already discussed in the chat earlier. You have Evan Fahey, who's ranked ninth. Chris Anderson from Sun Prairie is ranked fifth. Owen West is ranked third. Steve, could Anderson pose as the biggest threat to West's undefeated season so far? Uh could he? <laughs> I mean, or is he? Yeah, could, right? yeah. I mean, that's a. Uh, they, there was a chat going on between between. Yeah, the there was a lot going on while we were doing D three and D two. Yeah, it's well. I mean, great weight class number five, number three, number nine, and uh, I. You know, we've talked about Owen West all year. Could he? Uh, I, I. I should have looked it up. T, go on your little. Uh, your little search thing. When's the last time Beloit Memorial had a state qualifier? Um. And um, by I'm the gonna, way, I'm going to guess 2013, 13, but I, I, is that the year somebody that's listening out there is, uh, they, they had this two time state champ. He was like 215 pounds and he was just chiseled out of granite. He was, uh, I think he went on to wrestle for Northwestern. I cannot, uh, Palouzi or something like that. Um, yeah, well, you're on, you're on Palouzi, the right page. Yes, Palouzi, yep. He was amazing, but 
Um, you said what? What did you find it? When it was last- nineteen, was the last year. Oh, that's okay. But uh, undefeated ranked man. It's uh, this gonna be a fun, fun weight class. Christopher Anderson was a state medalist, I think, two years ago at one hundred six pounds. So, um, looking forward to this one. Someone made a comment. Don't forget to uh, don't sleep on King King Leonidas. I. I'm going to need a little more clarification on that. Love the nickname. Don't know who it's referencing. So I I have weight classes around the state that I, um, I fall in it. You know, this is one of the, it's a, it's a personal story that I've, I've kind of fall. So when uh, I'm taking a look, I'll be looking at the 132 pound weight class and keep an eye on it. Go at 138 pounds. You have Tyson peach who if I were a betting man, I'd probably say he's a good shot to make it to the state tournament. But on the opposite side, Steve, we get a rematch from that 17 to 10 battle. Landon Colson beat Brennan Hoffman. And those two are looking like they're going to meet in the semis. So assuming Peach is on the other side, that's the de facto finals match, which that's what I love about D1 sectionals. You have matches in the semis that they feel like win or go home, right? Right. Going on to a 144, Cole Sarbacher's ranked second. Parker Olsen is ranked eighth. 175, Caden Brandenburg is ranked third. Hayden Chitwood is ranked seventh. That could be a fun matchup between two exciting wrestlers. That was, uh, it was round one, Teague was five to three. And then we got, oh, wow. <laughs> we got 285, Grant Stromberg is third. Corbin Smith is seventh. And Nathaniel Langdon is ranked at 12th in that bracket. So that's what we got for a Milton going on to uh, the Wauwatosa sectional sectional F some brackets. I have here, Steve, maybe a fill. I have 120 again, but with no notes, but 157 pounds. So uh, only two people ranked, but you have Ramon Galmatico, who's third Xander Kukanen, who's ranked eighth and sectional qualifier, sectional place winner, Peyton Bruner, from Pewaukee. I, maybe I should have looked at their regional results, but again, I wouldn't count Bruner out there at one is 65. Johnny Botch is ranked first. And then Steve, this one's interesting. Jackson Lawrence of Wauwatosa. He's 22 and 14. He did pin Bryce Winant at, would that be regionals or I don't know. I guess I just saw that. Yeah. Jackson Lawrence must've pinned Bryce Winant at some point, but sure. Yeah. I guess that's what we have there. At 175, Nate Barrett was seventh. Uh, it's Connor Tubin, Steve. This one's interesting. A lot of Milwaukee related stuff in this one. Connor Tubin beat Luke Dreidrick five to three at regionals. So I'm assuming that's going to be a three horse race between uh, those three at sectionals. So Jackson, I was just so confused by the Tosa Winant connection because while Tosa was in. A different. Oh, it was at the Woodland Conference. That's why. That's where they wrestled each other when I was looking at results. But yeah, that's what I have for sectional F. Steve. Anything else on that one? No, you're nailing mine, buddy. You're doing. You're doing great. You're passing the test. So hey, awesome job. Sorry. Yeah, we're we're just rolling through these right now. I guess at 120 pounds, you have Brian Rivera, Henry Gatchler, Cole Cole Giac from Marquette. Yeah, I put that one down. But I didn't get the notes in there. Going on to the Franklin sectional, 120 pounds, Steve. Maybe you peg these two as the favorite in the bracket, but 
Max Hay, number three, won only five to three over George Jones of Homestead. Jones has had some pretty impressive matches, both in wins and losses this year, Steve. So it'll be fun to see if those two end up facing each other again at sectionals, how that match plays out. At 126, Matt Barley is ranked 11th, Shemi Siegel is 12th, and Ryland Smith not ranked, but a state qualifier for Nicolay. And then at 165, you have Con the Don, Connor O'Donnell ranked 5th, Jackson Villarreal ranked 7th, and Brady Stammer ranked 12th in that weight class. Steve, anything from Franklin that I'm missing? 175 is the only one that I have that you missed, Teague. Uh, you didn't miss, you just, whatever, that sounds like you missed something. But I, I think this is an interesting weight class. Um, little story behind the story, Benjamin Ott, number 2 ranked, and Guy Fraley on the bottom. From Homestead, he's number eight ranked. Uh, Ott beat Guy at the regional. And on the bottom side, he's not ranked. I was looking up and down. Oh, there – no, he, he is not. I thought he popped on there. But Manny Joseph from Franklin, he's been in and out of the rankings. I do know that Fraley beat uh, Manny 16-3 to at the team sectional team, but we talked about it earlier. Team sectional is different than individual. Sometimes momentum gets going, whatever it is. And, you know, maybe your team, obviously, Franklin wasn't performing the way they wanted to. Spirits down, but I think that's going to be a really good semifinal match to determine who goes on and wrestles Ott. And the last sectional we have, the Wilmot sectional. 106, Steve. I don't know if we've seen this. Well, yeah, we saw it at, at the Mineral Point one, but one versus two at 106. Will Duchemin, Camden Rugg looking set to square off at that weight class. 120 pounds, Kale Zielinski versus Patrick Scruns. I do believe that is part three between the two. Zielinski is ranked seventh. I know the match got closer the last time around. 126 pounds, Hayden Schlabby, Noah Koss, and Carter Lieber out of a scene case. They're all guys with 40 wins, so I think only Shalabi is ranked. But that's still, you have three guys with 40 wins. It's probably more than likely a solid guy missing the state tournament. 138 pounds. I just have in my notes at this one. I just look at the bracket. So uh, bear with me, folks. Just look at that. Oh, you have the bracket. Okay. There you go. Okay. You want to read it right off my feet? There you Tr- go. Tristan North, West Dallas, Nathan Hale. I don't have his ranking. 37 and 5 sophomore Ben Guerra from uh, Burlington, who just picked up his 100th win this week. 37 and 6 junior. Those two slated off to face off in the semis. JT Brandstatter, Muskego's on the opposite side of the bracket, along with a Joel Sullivan, who is ranked at six. See, you can't forget about Amadi Cameron either, but that's a first-round match with Sullivan. Sullivan, a state place winner I know two years ago. I forgot about last year, but that's uh, that's a tough bracket to look at. I know that two of those guys won't be making it. That is. Nice. Yeah, that is a good one. I'm holding on to that one. And other notes that I have, I'm going to tone down the voice a little bit. You got Dang, Sullivan. Oh, you got to fix your uh, you got to fix your little thingy on your screen too. By the way, oh, the overlay. Yeah, yeah that's, overlay. That's going to be a problem, child. Tomorrow. And yeah, that's, that's a new word. I got to remember that overlay. Overlay. And we got love it. Hey, we're, we learn new things every day. <laughs> 150 pounds. Sullivan Ramos is third. Cole Reed is seventh. Logan DiFilippo is tenth. Uh, this one's interesting, Steve, at 150 pounds. So, DiFilippo had a pretty good match at regionals. He only beat 
Demacio Trujillo, who ended up finishing third from Racine St. Katz. And I just had the score pulled up too. He only beat him by one. So uh, that's a pretty good bracket. And uh, Trujillo, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I can't go into talk and pick things yet, but yeah. If he had to pick someone to clear it out, you, you maybe go with Ramos. But yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Tegan, I, I wrote down 190, not because it's loaded with, with amazing talent, because it's loaded with, well, you got Thomas Riley, the number fourth ranked wrestler. By the way, I've been watching him uh, from Kenosha Bradford. been watching him since he's a freshman, just kind of uh, growing in the sport. It's been, it's been really fun. 37-4, just a junior. Get one more year to watch him grow. But past that, it's really just a battle. And, and you know, it's not even, hey, between this ranked guy and this ranked guy, if you look through it and check it out, I think it's uh, – I think it's going to be a real fun, uh, fun to follow and see who wants to go to state and take that second place spot. So um, I just threw it out there as being a uh, not necessarily loaded with ranked guys, but really loaded with those next tier guys that are uh, looking to make a name for themselves. It's going to be a battle starting round one, which That's we right. love to see. So many different fun brackets and and so many different ways, shapes, and forms. Hey Rico, thank you for tuning in. He said, watch out for Diago Guardiola, who was brought up in our freshman preview by uh, Corey. And, uh, yeah, he's had a great year, Steve. I saw he bumped up and beat Patrick Scruns at Team Sectionals, which is very impressive by the young Wilmot wrestler. Steve, I had a couple other. So the upper weights here, Thomas Para of New Berlin at 215. Opposite of him is Brendan Kravok from Kenosha Indian Trail. You also have 32 and 14, Brian Zerobskis from Tremper and Jay Kruger of West Dallas, Nathan Hale there. A deep 215. And then at heavyweight, 37 and 6, Thomas Medley. 30 and 7, Declan Nason. 22 and 8, Dominic Schneer, which that's a deceiving 22 and 8. And Ethan McLean, Kenosha Bradford, 39 and 5. Uh, yeah, what else do we have to say? There's just going to be a lot of fun sectional brackets, but yeah, Steve, anything else? Yeah. Sorry. I'm looking, I'm going back and looking at uh, that 113 bracket. Oh yeah. Diego 31 and three. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Uh, cool. Folks. Yeah. No, that's man. I can't believe we got through all that T. That was nice. Good job. That's what we got. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Chime in in the comments if you've been in through the whole show. I want to know if there's full, like, of course, it's totally okay. There's a lot of show that goes on if you just, like, listen to bits and pieces. But I want to know who who stays in for the grind of it. And we, I mean, we appreciate everyone for tuning in, of course. Folks, again, state show next Wednesday at 530. Thursday, Friday, recap shows at state. I'll be on the bracket reveal at noon on Sunday. Uh, Queen of the Mat sectional podcast coming out tomorrow where they're talking girls at sectional bracket. Steve, next thing up for us, I yep. will be on. Well, thank you, Troy Vander and Heiden. Mitch and Nicole. Sorry, I'm giving some and... shout outs, Steve. Here, apologize. <laughs> Troy Vanderheiden's been on the whole thing. Mitchell Hansen's been on the whole thing. Nicole Hoffman, I think, she's got her eyeballs. Uh, and uh, I put that I've been here. Scott West said, yep. Uh, Matt's been on. Steve, why did you say I was on for the whole thing? Was that a dad joke? I was trying to be funny. That I, oh, I yeah, no, that, that was. That was a great dad joke. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> so, All right, folks. 
Thank you all for tuning in. It's been another great ride, but get a good night of sleep. We will see you in nine hours for the sectional mega stream. Be tuned in. I'll have my lozenges. I'll have my tea and we're going to have a lot of fun. So until next time, we will catch you on the flip side. (laughs) 